0: everybody welcome back for another episode of psychic on the scene and tonight's episode first i guess i should say welcome back to um michelle Lyons Polito, my lovely co-host hey there and my other lovely co-host d scott
1: hi As
0: always, wonderful to have you guys here, and tonight's special guest is our good friend Melissa, another fellow psychic, and um, Melissa is here tonight to uh, talk with us and chat with us about, I don't know if it's an area that a lot of people know about, um, the spiritualist movement and um, all that it entailed, especially in upper New York, um, upstate, Easy. And It's really kind of has a lot of its roots, right, based here, and um, so when people talk about different things, like they'll say, well, you know, um, do you ever hear tapping? Do you ever hear, and that's a huge part of what the spiritualist movement actually founded or did a lot of their work with uh, spirits, so um, welcome, Melissa, great to have you back again so on our show.
2: Thanks for having me. <laughs>
0: Love it. Um, so, Melissa, give us a little background of what you know about uh, the spiritualist movement.
2: So, I know it kind of had its official origins in the United States in 1848. There was a little bit going on in Europe before that. Um, right. New York is kind of where it started, Lilydale area out in the western part of right. the state. Right. And it was a time of big change. So, um, coming out of like the war of 1812 and just a lot of reformist type movements that were going on. then mm-hmm. it sort of had a breeding ga- ground for a spiritualist movement at the same time. And it was unique. Um, it was Katie Sorry. and maybe I think the, were the name of the Fox sisters. Mm-hmm. That everyone kind of really gravitated. Hang to. on
0: one second. Every time I talk, it has this weird, like reverberate. It, it keeps coming back weird. Can you hear it, Melissa?
3: Yeah, like a double voice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a double voice. D. I don't know what's happening, but it definitely sounds like my, I'm possessed. Well,
1: well, I mean. You
0: might be. <laughs> and what <with, with laughs> we're doing. It might be a little transfiguration
1: True. going on. <laughs> that, might, that might be something that I can't fix on I'm, the technical side. I'm just you like, want me to
3: dial? You want me to clear? <laughs> <I'll>
0: clear <laughs> lines. That is weird. I might have to shut off and come back on oh
3: you sound you sound better now what was that
1: it was a buzz buzz someone just got a message okay
0: it wasn't me okay so we can go back so um now i'm not possessed anymore um (laughs) 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 so uh, again going back listen i did i i've had i saw a lot of information i was part of a um group here which i didn't realize had so many of its origins from the spiritualist church and um i guess i use the 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 word church loosely um because it really wasn't like and and probably some people would debate it but it didn't it wasn't really like an organized religion in the sense and and it, it is categorized as a religion but it had to do a lot with um spirits and communicating with um, spirits and mediumship and that basically everybody within the congregation again to use that word was a medium and the fox sisters definitely in the in the hydesville correct
3: yep that's exactly it
0: And they, the there was, in case people don't know the story, but um, it was probably back in, I think it's like 1844, around that time, Mm -hmm. that these three sisters um, with the Protestant church, everybody kind of looking for um, a a different kind of religion, started to experience um, paranormal happenings within their home.
2: Um, Correct, Melissa? Yeah, it was a peddler that they found that was murdered in the basement. (laughs)
0: they called him what do they call him mister split foot or
3: something like that something yeah. like when they that, were
0: indicating yeah. ask him yeah and um he he i guess had disappeared and um people started saying like they could uh, the girls in the house when they would ask questions would um ask for knocking or banging back and he would answer appro- appropriately if he said you know two raps for yes one rap for no and it, it worked, and they became kind of like a, a Barnum and Bailey show, and they mm-hmm. took them on the road and traveled all over.
3: I guess they were the first people to make a living from being psychic mediums, from what I read. Oh, interesting. The thing.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Ha! I didn't even read that.
3: And you know, we still use it so, um, today, which is awesome. I mean, we still use that.
0: Right. Right. When the
3: spiritualist
0: movement really got going too, it's they, they call them camp meetings. Melissa, have you ever been to Lily Dale?
2: No, it's on my list to go though. Me, mine too.
0: Oh, we should <laughs> road we should definitely take a road <laughs> trip. Road I trip. have been. I'm very fortunate that I have been there and um in case our listeners have not had an opportunity to experience Lily Dale or um, there's a great book out about it's I think it's called Lily Dale. And um, talks about the history, but there was a special on HBO, um, a documentary, and it was called "No One Ever Dies in Lilydale." And you guys can bring it up. It was great, and it talked about different people's experiences going there, and it's a camp of mediums um, that summer up in the western New York area, um, in a beautiful. Area around a lake and they've been doing it obviously since the 1800s and then in the summers they would go down to um, an area in Florida and uh, I think it's called Casadega and um, so they had those two camps they would go back and forth so when you go um, you make the appointments ahead of time and every, every house every street little like street there they're all psychics they're all different kinds of psychics well, and um you can go to the healing temple and in the healing temple everybody there does reiki um they usually have different speakers on the weekend um everything from ghost hunters to lisa williams Ooh. are some of the the prominent ones when i was there it was the tibetan monks and oh, okay. uh, they did healing sound it was amazing and um they go you can go to the stump and the stump was where they give messages so the difference in the spiritualist church uh if you ever get an opportunity to experience it is during their mass or or their congregation um they give spirit messages from the stage Mm. from the pulpit so they'll look over at somebody like well you know melissa or michelle and they'll say oh i see this person with you and it's kind of overwhelming um like kind of like being at a show but it's also a kind of quasi-religious experience and i'm not downgrading it that it's not it's just so different than i think anybody's ever experienced you know in your normal life or your normal teachings um but you know why wouldn't we be connected to the ghost
2: if we were uh,
0: very religious or the other side I think that's
2: a big part of their movement. It was to connect the science background, the proof, if you will, along with the spiritual part of it, which is why so many of the middle class, if you will, were the ones to get involved with it. Women became kind of the heads of the movement. And that was the first time that any of that had really happened. And I
3: was was very tied to the abolitionist movement and um, women's suffrage as well, and it was all about, I think this some of the earliest girl power in this country, <laughs> mm-hmm. and also, you know, from what I was reading and from what I've heard, it really kind of amped up during the Civil War and um, and around the World War One and Two because people, there was so much loss. Right. And not knowing how your loved one passed. Oh.
2: Or where they were for that time yeah. to be able, not like an easy way to connect phones or social media. When I read it was the first social movement, it kind of made me laugh, thinking of the way things spread on social media today.
3: <laughs> That's a good point. I love that.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And it actually, when you're reading about it, of all the other, um, I guess, beliefs, religions, or things, it spread without having television, social media. It swept the country. And it was overwhelmingly, like, literally overnight, was millions of people were participating or following in this movement and it was so different than anything because you have to figure that everything prior to this was so rigid in religious Mm -hmm. belief or Mm -hmm. cultural belief and then here you have this thing that's kind of like almost when when I think in terms of like um, the sixties and seventies, like the hippies and yeah. um, Aquarian, it's kind of like that, but for, for the Victorian the movement. Victorian hippies, mm-hmm. right, Victorian hippies. You know <laughs> that they kind of just let their hair down and and got groovy at camp. Yeah. So,
3: <laughs> so you know, that's how, like, that the whole idea of a séance. You know, you think of séances as being like hundreds of years old, like you know during the dark ages. But I mean, that was you, people, what people were doing during the spirituals movement, you know, a hundred years before, they would have been like burned at the stake. <laughs> they would have, and there were some religious people that were fighting against it saying, oh no, this is like witchcraft, it's the same thing. But then um, and, and the seances started and, you know, even uh, Edison uh, tried to invent a telephone, a spirit phone, so you could talk to your dearly departed over a special t- uh, telephone line. That was yeah. fascinating.
0: Well, they had. If you've ever sat in on a, a spiritualist, like a séance, um, I, I probably both of you have. But one of the things I've always had an issue with, with like regular séances, is um, or traditional séances. You have to be in the dark, and I have not that I, I'm afraid of the dark. I just don't believe to have spirit come through that you have to be in the pitch dark.
3: I, I just agree. feel like
0: it, it can happen while you're standing in Walmart, um, you know, <laughs> under fluorescent lights. If spirit's <laughs> going to come through, it's going to come through for a message, but they would have that. And then they, one of the things they would uh, do is they'd put on the table um, a trumpet
1: mm-hmm. and it,
0: fun. They, Yeah, and they'd say that the spirit would speak through the trumpet or fly around the room. I've never witnessed anything like that. But I I totally um, would believe if somebody had heard or saw things or heard bells, like they would hear bells, like clamor, like as an answer in the room in the middle of the seance. Hmm. Um, Another thing they did, and I always wanted to see somebody try and do it, is – they would use um, chalkboards or slate writing and they would take two slates and they'd put a piece of chalk in between them and and bind them and they would ask messages and they would actually hear the chalk going like answering and then they would open up the two chalkboards and they would see messages on them. I'll tell you right now if I ever saw that I'd shit my pants yeah, I would be the first one to go oh my god what just happened?
3: I say that um, we do that at Aldmy Royal Cemetery in front of those crypts remember? Oh okay I'll do it I'm down Oh yeah um, Melissa, you'll be there.
2: I'll be there that'll be fun
0: <laughs> So
1: real like horrible other- idea
2: <it's-> Oh my God. I have done the trumpet before. It was actually. Oh, you have? Yeah, I have. And with all the lights off, it was a silver trumpet and it was in a class that I had taken, but lights started swirling around the room like a disco ball turned on. Oh, cool. We didn't get a lot of voices, but it was making noises, so you knew something. But the more happy that everybody was, the easier the messages came through. So that's what's hard about doing, because I did a seance on Halloween at Barb's. And it's hard to like, oh, you're supposed to be all serious. And I'm never serious when I do this. So Right. You know, it's hard to like okay. But we had a lot of ectoplasma going on. Um, you know, and you can see that a little bit easier when it's a little it's dark. Better. We didn't have all the lights off, but um, but yeah, so
3: I think uh, that like we listen to spirit voices and you know the 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 images that come to us. I I definitely agree that if you want to see things like ectoplasm, it's easier to see it in the dark. Although I've seen it in the light. I've sat in a seance with a a table, and they would put um, glow in the dark stickers on the trumpet. Mm -hmm. And then you'd be looking at them, and then you could see people. It wasn't pitch pitch black, but suddenly you wouldn't be able to see some of the stickers because there was stuff darkness moving like the darkness got thicker got darker Mm if that makes any sense
0: no totally does that somebody would be walking in front of it or, and they also talk about how they like, not, maybe couldn't lift them up, but they would rock them or roll them mm-hmm. on the table that they were present on. So you can see them kind of moving, like trying to, and they're in the center of the room. So so, so the people, our listeners understand, it's usually a pretty good size room and the chairs are lining the walls of the room mm-hmm. and the table with the trumpet or the slates are in the center of the room. So if if um you did have some lighting in the room you would see or hear or discern that somebody had moved themselves to the table to meddle around with those things and they're completely um untouched in the center of the room and um when even when i did i was in a seance one time and i had my eyes closed and you know, uh, concentrating and thinking. And um, all of a sudden I started to see light and I was seeing light from my, over my shoulder. And I thought to myself, did somebody turn on light or turn on their phone? So like I cracked one eye open, like trying to peek and like check out what's going on. And there was nothing. It was dead, like dark. Wow. closed my eyes and it started doing it again. And every time I did it, it was almost like a yawning of light. Like it just kept like growing and it was like over my shoulder well I had mentioned this to the woman that was conducting the seance in the in the class and she said um that can be a spirit guide or it can be a um angel angelic presence mm-hmm. um like over your shoulder like working like that but it was right. it was so bright that it actually made me open up my eyes to and try and really discover hard. where it was from
3: and it's shocking because it's dark but the lights in the clothes right eyes closed I love that <laughs> that's
0: and then the one class—I don't know, Michelle, if you had been in that class—but um, I thought, well, I'll do some Victorian um, table tipping, and had never done it.
3: Is this about the Marine Center when you were?
0: I, well, it been, I might have been—I might have done it at the Marine Center, but I did it a um, long time ago, and I was still out in Duanesburg
3: Oh yeah. Um,
0: teaching classes, mm-hmm. and I had 2 say I had a group of like um, in each class, twenty-two students, so. I had 10 students and like 11 around one table and 11 around the other. So the one table and you just touch it like you do with like on a Ouija board uh, planchette, you just Mm -hmm. touch your fingers and you're standing. So um, the one table, they were asking questions and asking spirit to come through the other table got so active and so crazy busy. I go over to the table, put my hands on the table. And as they were asking questions, it was, knocking from underneath, like in the middle, like punching practically from the center. And it did keep doing that, like moving. And it would be not like you were pushing down, but one side of the table would rise. And when I say rise, it was the two legs coming off the floor, rising.
3: And your hands are on top of the table. just so and people- your
0: hands are, everybody's hands are visible. All the legs obviously are visible. So it wasn't like somebody could take their knee and like lift it up. The, like I said, the one group, it's got to be the combination of energy. The one group, mm-hmm. nothing happened. And they kind of were like dubious anyways that something was going to happen. And the other ones, just like you said, Melissa, they went into it very lightheartedly and um, had a, a like a kind of like like, let's get something going here. And by God, it worked. It was very
2: busy.
3: Okay. Next time we get together in person, we're doing it.
2: I've done it on a three leg table. I found that that works really easy. Is that what you were using too? No, it was a
0: regular, they were two small card tables, like the, you know, kind of like the five Mm -hmm. by five card tables. I had two of them in that room and it worked.
3: I've I've never actually tried that. So you guys, D, you're trying it too. (laughs) He's shaking his head no. And on the room, in the
0: room that we were in, I had seen it done, Melissa, on a floor that was like a wood floor, and it seemed like, I had seen like a YouTube video, it moved around, it literally was moving around the room on that video, so when I went to do it in the classroom, that classroom had carpeting, and I thought, uh, it probably won't move, and that one table, it was moving, and it was rocking, and it was knocking, and it was doing all kinds of answering to our questions, so um you know I, I maybe i wouldn't recommend it if the area wasn't um cleared and protected oh, because yeah, no. it's probably <laughs> just like playing around with a ouija board that you have no friggin' clue what you're doing
2: and you might draw
0: in you know somebody that is not so nice while you're doing your table tipping
2: no, we used to it a lot. When we did it, it was more of spirit guides, and then we'd ask yes or no questions, so the table would tip right if it was yes, and it would tip no, you know, left if it was a no answer, but yeah, always in a well-protected. That's why to do the seance, I would only do it at Barb's house because, or mine, because you know what you have going on or what's there, but I told them that they <laughs> right. call knock, knock. Right. so the walls have been knocking. I don't know if you can hear it where you are right now uh, yeah i told them it was fine at barbs could. no at my house know. now that's normal for me i didn't realize that i thought know. it was
3: your heating i thought maybe you no, had i don't have the heating
2: on <laughs> i told fun. them that they could have fun while we were doing this <laughs> yeah. oh then they're the
0: ones that are messing up the the audio probably
3: you No, know, i think <laughs> that so. should be our first ghost investigation and i think let's let's do it soon let's go up to melissa's Okay, our, we keep or, saying
0: we're gonna do one and we haven't done one since COVID started and I okay. miss going and doing our ghost hunting and and you know being in spooky places.
3: Well, Melissa's got a very active house and a lot of active property and a lot of history around there, so I, like, I say let's do it. Yeah, Perfect. there's several wars that happened.
2: The property was a battlefield, so there's plenty of uh, French, British, American, revolutionary, take, take your pick
3: awesome perfect, perfect. um Wait, so some we, of I, the I other things I,
1: I wasn't paying attention what are we doing
3: we're going on a ghost do, investigation right.
1: at melissa's house because oh, we're okay. gonna
3: put you we're gonna put you in the middle for bait
1: cool you, you guys well, just be be a, in a dark
3: room by yourself with the So recorder.
1: if this were if we were technically hunting shark i'd be like the chum this is yes. awesome
0: you're right
1: Chum. And that's
3: your yeah. nickname, Ghost Chum. Ghost Chum. This, this is our, our producer. I
1: don't
0: want to do this anymore. No, you love this job. Love that. This is our producer, Ghost Chum.
1: Hey, your nickname.
3: Let's get you a T-shirt.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. So, um, so some of the other things they they talked about, um, uh, and I can I actually did it was a spirit box. Mm. or ghost box and not the ghost Mm -hmm. box like we have of today where the voices come out of but where they would put you in a um your own like divided room Mm -hmm. um with the seance going on to see if the spirit activity would almost like manifest stronger around one particular medium and that is where they they captured a lot of things like ectoplasm and a lot of those victorian ones it was cheese cloth Mm -hmm. it was um you know, like animal parts and things like that, that they like place in there. It was clearly like hoaxing. I know, and you guys have probably had the same thing. When I've gone places that are extremely haunted, I'm in the middle of the room and all of a sudden it feels like there's cobwebs.
3: Oh my God, Mm -hmm. yeah
0: all over my face and I keep trying to clear my hair and the cobwebs and then it keeps happening. And what I always find funny is I'm never the only person that experiences it. All of a sudden you'll have somebody um, else like on the investigating crew and they'll go, I keep getting that cobweb thing all over my face. And it's like, oh my
3: God, me too. I do, <laughs> too. That was about a year ago. We were at the groom's tavern. Yes. In one room. And I felt like someone was taking almost like a heavy piece of lace and dragging it across my face. And that's when one of the the people who had a thermal camera took a picture of me, and you can distinctly, and I I put out my hand because I'm feeling a little boy next to me, and you can see him, you can see the outline, Mm -hmm. his legs, and you can see my pants, he's got a hold of my pants, and he's pulling on them, because he was looking for his mom so this poor yeah
0: looking for his family and especially looking for his mom and he definitely attached to michelle as a mom figure so i i do believe in ectoplasm like that but not like the ones that you see in the photos where it looks like she's got like a a long like cotton ball hanging out of her mouth yeah those are so yeah. weird yeah
3: i mean with anything there's going to be hoaxing in in every walk of life but that and i think that gives um like the, the doubting thomases or the skeptics fuel but i mean you gotta take the good with the bad and people are always gonna you know well
2: and they tried to do that to katie and maggie fox when they started all of this um uh, maggie yes. ended up having to renounce it and then like in a big um public gathering to say she made it all up and showed ways that cracking knuckles and then like a year later she came back and said i didn't mean that they were making me say it Mm -hmm. and then I think it was in the end she ended up meeting someone he made her give it all up convert to Christianity then Katie ended up drinking herself to death basically Mm -hmm. from all of it so
0: and that was actually why she that original thing she renounced it he was somebody that was he never believed in it and she was traveling all over and she met him and they fell madly in love they actually secretly got married and he was a I believe staunch catholic
1: he was. And she then, was then he died. Mm-hmm.
0: And he died. And when he died, that's when she renounced the spiritualist movement and the um, spirit activity. And just what you were saying, she felt so badly about it afterwards. Um, she came back and said, no, I really it really is a thing. And I did experience ghosts. And just what Melissa said, she drank herself to death, mm-hmm. um, which uh, obviously was tragic but um I was gonna ask another question uh, when you, have to think,
2: you know when it when it comes to this stuff how much we've been involved with it if you were in the 80s you probably played light as a feather stiff as a board oh, yes. that's what I was gonna
3: just ask Same you must be psychic <laughs> Melissa <laughs> that and bloody man. yeah because that
0: to me yeah. that's all about that yeah. yeah the levitation
2: yeah or spoon bending <laughs> Oh, yeah, I never did
0: that. I never did that. Did you guys
2: do that? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's so easy. I I had done a party a couple years ago. And I told this girl about like cookies and grandma and everybody's like, Okay, and then I bend a spoon. and They're like, Oh, my God, how did you do that? And it's like, that's more impressive (laughs) than me talking to your grandparents and family for the last hour. Okay. And then my friend texted me and the woman had sent her a picture of the spoon and she's like, How do I bend it back? Like I did it, but now I can't make it go
0: again. Yeah, I don't know if you're supposed to make it go back. But it's that to me, maybe it's because it's like what they call about evidential mediumship. But maybe it's because it was evidential, even though they knew you had ability, but then you did this other thing that was like another superpower. But the levitation thing, even if you didn't believe in that. Bunch of teenage kids doing something like that. I can remember being at my girlfriend's house and having the slumber party, and we were each taking turns. And then at one point, it got to the girl, the girl that was hosting the party, and um, she was the person that was laying down. And say there was five people around her, five girls with two fingers, you Mm -hmm. know, stiff as a board, light as a feather we had her lifted up over our heads and her mother opened the door and said, Hey guys, like, are you ready for s'mores? And when the light came in the room, we dropped her right to the floor. Like everything, like just went like, she really was heavy. So, um, very, very funny that, um, we did those like parlor games and the origins came from the spiritualist movement.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I have a uh, fortune teller cards from my great, great aunt from like 1911. I guess she used to have little spiritualist parties in, in her living room right on uh, Washington yep. Avenue in Albany. So aunt Kitty. Oh, that's crazy. And I recently found letters cause you know, I'm, I'm working on my genealogy, hitting a couple brick walls, but still trying. Um, and I found letters from my grandmother, whom I never met talking to my, her sister, my great aunt, about making an appointment to have the psychic come over. What day would be good for her? Oh my God! So, That's crazy, Michelle. It just it made me feel closer to them. You know, it was really funny. But um, and it's, yeah, I mean, uh,
0: interesting to me that in my own family, my parents many times, and I don't know if this has happened in either one of your families, but my parents will get stopped, and they, when they know that what I do for a living, and they always say. Is there a history of it in the family? Are there other family members that have that? So my dad or my mom will say, "Well, there was the the great grandmother. She, you know, she would read tea leaves and she had ability." And so um, I think that people are looking for that like, like family connection, even within Mm -hmm. their own family, like, geez, maybe I have a little bit of it if my grandmother, you know, did the Maloik or, um, you know, it's like a kitchen witch (laughs) or something like that. But it's, um, yeah, that's, that's fascinating. So Melissa um, in, so it sounds like you do some of this stuff when you go out and you're doing readings, you do some of these actually more Victorian um, experiences.
2: I did because it just happened. I never knew it was a thing or, you know, part of something. But walls knocking, that's common. I always do the disclaimer in the beginning for people not to worry. It just means that they're excited or the messages are positive. They're good. It's affirmation. Um, lights, that's typical. Yeah. You know, little yeah. stuff. But it's all in protection and it's all it's all safe, you know, when we do it. So... So if you were, if
0: you, Melissa, if you were suggesting to like people that, um, don't normally do this, but maybe have an interest in doing it, what's some of the, the first things you might tell them to, to start if they wanted to start to, um, I hate to use the word dabble because it sounds like it minimizes like that, but to get started in something like this.
2: Well, it's really acknowledging that it's possible. I mean, that was a big mm-hmm. part of the spiritualist movement is just the proof along with their religion and then making sure you're safe and protected oh, yeah. yes want to make sure you're not calling things in i won't touch a ouija board that's just me personally so yeah. whether it's you know spoon bending is a lot of my own energy that i'm using i do it more reiki based um, and then you know table tipping i might try to talk to a specific angel or spirit guide or family member when i'm doing that but it's to make sure that you have fun with doing it because I think the more serious you are the harder it is to get anything to happen and then do it with other people other friends it makes it a lot more fun yeah there's
0: something too about the fact that like if you have other people it am so the I think the psychic energy even if other people don't claim to have anything it just helps like um like a strength in numbers yeah
3: they put their energy. with
0: getting that that up and going
3: yeah, by there. the way in
0: all the shows we've done melissa there isn't a single psychic friend of ours or healer that has ever said oh i i play with the ouija board it's all good every one of us says absolutely not don't touch a ouija yeah. board like i don't do it don't you do it no,
1: no i
2: don't want- people to think that that's what a séance is. It's still right. Like when you do a group a group reading, it's only the good that can come in. Like you're not just like, "Oh, doors open, who wants to talk?" It's not like that at all.
3: You need a bouncer. Yeah, <laughs> you need
2: bouncer. a bouncer. <laughs> that's a good point.
0: Um and though I do have a a a Ouija board at my house, but it was only because I was working on a um, another podcast a while ago and uh we were talking about all those things and i thought i'm gonna bring a ouija board and um the only place i could find one was at spencer gifts which i i've got very confused
3: (laughs) anything at spencer gifts
0: apparently (laughs)
3: um
0: but anyway, so, yeah, I, I definitely don't think they should do that. And like you said, get started on that kind of – the other thing is, like, because Michelle dowses, um, mm-hmm. pendulums and dowsing rods uh, are, are huge, uh, obviously, in the spiritualist movement and getting um, answers. And I always feel like they seem to be higher vibrationally to use or more sensitive to. Um, to spirit energy and I think it's a great way for people to be connected to spirit using those so if our listeners have an interest in that they can definitely message Michelle because Michelle speaks and teaches about uh pendulums and and dowsing and um it, and it's a great it's a great way to communicate with spirits
3: yeah it, it really is I mean when I do a reading um I, I do the psychic and, and the medium part and I'll be talking to them and then sometimes someone will ask me a question And I'll feel the impulse to pick up my pendulum. Sometimes it's a dowsing question. So I don't say, okay, this is the order in which I do things. It kind of just flows. Each reading is different. You know, it's as different as each person is. It depends on, you know, what their questions are, who their spirit people are for that day. And I really find that the dowsing can be really beneficial. I use dowsing for clearing a lot as well. Mm -hmm. But, um, I use
2: the copper rods to find my car keys when I lose them. It never fails. I love
3: that. I love that's that. so funny. cemeteries. <laughs> the copper rods in cemeteries <laughs> to find stones that's, that are under the ground. That's great.
0: Oh, wow. I, I've got to see that in action. i got to see you guys do that. Two of the police officers, different times that I've worked with on, um, um, like, missing person or murder investigations um unexpectedly because they they were clearly working with paranormal and and worked with me unexpectedly reached in their pocket and pulled out a pendulum really to answer yeah. to answer a question one was jeff DeMarco and the other one i won't name but he was with the colony police and then when Whoops. he retired did some paranormal stuff
3: i don't know where so right. uh-oh can you hear me i can hear you i can hear you guys i just can't see you for some reason hmm. oh wait let me click on this little button. It's okay. Keep talking. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> like you're D. D- Wait a minute. The look on D Scott's
0: face is like, um, yeah. You just talked all the way through that, Michelle, and um, now that's all going on the
2: podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't edit. For those of you that listen, there's no editing involved in anything. So all of the mishaps that you've heard so far, <laughs> that's what's going on.
0: Oh my God!
3: Yeah.
0: I always have somebody in the background. Now I'm always at my boyfriend's house, so I'm always messaging him while we're on the podcast saying, turn down the TV, turn down your phone, and all of a sudden you'll hear you'll hear him sigh. Ah. Oh my God. It's like, oh God, it's gonna come out. They're gonna think, what's ghost. the ghost that was in Katie's house?
3: <laughs> no it's it's uh my big Italian boyfriend oh my gosh <laughs> um we should probably <laughs> don't know maybe we should explain what ectoplasm is it's slime uh, well, explanation.
0: I mean I don't know what do you think it is Michelle because I don't think of it like a slime like from the movie Ghostbusters um,
3: I think of it like a mist I think ectoplasm yeah. When I've seen it, I guess my best way to describe it is when, you, when you're when you drinking a hot cup of tea or coffee and you pour cream in and it gets that kind of swirly look to it, it is spirit energy trying to manifest uh-huh. in the third dimension. And it can be related to orbs. I, I have seen orbs zip around in the dark and then kind of almost like expand out and form ectoplasm. And right. I've seen- I, I agree with that. You, in like the, the, the aura will like uh, twist really fast and then it expands out. Um, I, I think it's just the, a manifestation in in, a dimension, in our dimension so that we can see their spirit energy. So I don't know. Melissa, do you have a, a It take
0: is from? better for any of this, whether it is like a seance or um, table tipping, any of that. It is better if you're going in with a mm-hmm. set person or you know, the people, um, not just random, like I want to talk to Abraham Lincoln and I want, cause there's something about that, that always seems to encourage low lying or negative spirits to show up and say, Hey, I'll be your Abraham Lincoln. And they really got nothing to do with that at all. But if you're working more with, um, families and that's when I think I've encountered more of that, like the ectoplasm or the, the orbs in places where you're working with families that are trying to connect to their loved ones, you'll see more of it. The only time and Michelle, you were there that we encountered, obviously it was a lot of spirits all at once was we had, it was after the flood and Hurricane Irene and Lee Mm -hmm. and Melissa, we had a drum circle out in Rotterdam Junction because everybody was complaining and reporting free-flowing spirits like people that knew their properties were haunted and they knew the name of their hauntings they said i've got extra people here so something had happened with the flooding and the um, the misplacement of homes and articles that were flooded out of the homes that like showed up at other houses so it was you know basically like a ghost from down the river that wound up <laughs> getting washed up there yeah. so the idea of having the um, drum circle was to kind of like make the land happy again and help um, their way. Help, yeah help them to find their way and it felt like there were all these other people standing there say we had 20 people around the drumming circle it felt like there was 50 people standing out there and you would see energy and swirling like just outside the
3: circle we had a big campfire in the middle of the circle
0: bonfire yeah huge
3: and but the, don't you remember the kids who the hell has their kids up so late yes and there were we no all thought somebody
0: there. brought their kids and it sounded like kids were running all around the circle and it was kind of like who the hell brings their kids like to a drum circle in the middle of nowhere <laughs> You know, <laughs> they weren't really full there. of witches, and they weren't really there. They weren't w- really running around. They were just having a good old time with us, and um, were part of, I think, the the land or what had washed up there.
3: And when we, op- we came out of, you know, because when you do a drumming circle or any kind of work like this, at least I, I go slightly trancey, like or just very relaxed. And then you come out of it a little bit, and you kind of have to reorient, and you look around, and you're like where'd everyone go? That was yeah. the thing. It's like, yep. you know, who was it? So, Have it was, you
2: seen Transfiguration too when that happened over yes. somebody else that's like in the group? Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah.
0: So I'm, explain, Melissa, g- explain to our listeners Transfiguration or what you've encountered.
2: So it's where you'll be sitting next to someone and it's kind of that ectoplasma that's there. It's that mist that's in the room. And then you might see a woman all of a sudden has a mustache. Like there's a person coming through and their facial features are appearing over the top of that person.
1: It's exactly. really exactly.
2: But you can always tell the spirits like not me. We usually start to feel heavy when that's happening, like mm-hmm. kind of weighted down um, or turn it off or or go to somebody else you know they're they're good to listen they're excited too i just imagine them on the other side like oh my god they got it you know when we get so excited
3: like wow, we, we're tuned in right do you guys channel it all do you allow channeling do you let people walk in to you spirit do you ever let that do you happen? do that melissa i'll
2: channel like a message but
3: not no taking over my body
2: like whoopee and ghost or anything. That's not happening.
3: I've done it a couple times on purpose, and I had it done to me once during a reading. Um, and, you know, I should have been mad at him, at the spirit, but he was just so adorable. I couldn't be mad.
0: Trust I, that. <laughs> yeah, that's so you, Michelle. That's so you. I couldn't be mad that he'd overtook my body.
3: <laughs> but <laughs> I really me. don't. <laughs> he was. I mean, he was so... Consider it, but he just really needed to talk to his best friend. He needed to, to you know, he had died unexpectedly. He just needed to talk. But now that was early on. I didn't really know the telltale signs, but now I do. And it's like, eh. is it? You, you know, we're talking about having a psychic hangover that really knocks the snot out of you.
0: Oh, me too. Well, it, back when they used to do these the seances, the Victorian movement, they used to do the, a lot of automatic writing. Which I equate with um, basically what you're talking about, where you're channeling the person and you let them guide your hand, or um, you know give the information. I write, but I'm I'm very clear. Like I have a lot of clarity. I'm I'm present and I'm aware. But just what Melissa said, I had times early on where um, I would be talking to spirit or connecting with a family member in spirit and you know, even though you have kind of ground rules, all of a sudden i start to get that lethargy Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and it feels almost like you're talking slower (laughs) and like you can't formulate your words or your mouth and you do, your body feels really heavy, like a dizzy feeling. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I, I only had that maybe happen a total of three times early on when I first started doing this for like groups. And I actually had to stop and take a breath and actively say to them, you're not allowed to sit in here. You're not allowed to come in here. <laughs> you can talk to me from over there, but you can't sit here. And they were already are like pretty respectful of that, and they would move over to the side.
3: Yeah. So, but yeah, they, don't you think most spirit are are very respectful? Um, especially if there are people in spirit. Ghosts sometimes get a little. They're they're just clumsy. You know what I mean? They're just so right. desperate. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that if you're if you're a person that has a higher vibration, you work on a higher vibration, mm-hmm. you're not going to have as many of the the mishaps <laughs> with just opening yourself up willy nilly and saying, "Come on in, let's you know have a talk," because it's like you know kind of like the bar is open.
3: Yeah, we know some uh, some investigative people who have been in groups that say, "Yeah, I'll take that." creepy picture of the dead child home and (laughs) oh my god it's crazy Uh, he would just you know
0: well it turned out melissa it was a death picture he took the the real story of that he took home the family had brought it and said to him the place is haunted we think this painting is cursed and he's like eh whatever i'll take it after that he had one horrible mishap after another he had a car accident with the portrait in there and then finally michelle and i got to him, michelle especially and said um you do realize that this is a death portrait that you took and he was like no and she's like you might want to get rid of that
3: you got to burn it and it would do you remember he was trying to burn it and it wouldn't burn
0: wouldn't catch (laughs) it's like everything out of a everything out of a scary movie that you could ever possibly imagine but he couldn't get it to burn he kept trying to get it to burn i forgot about that too
3: because I mean, that speaking of photography like Victorian early not Victorian photography but early photography um they did a lot of the hoaxes and whatnot but that was a big thing um when photography first became available to the general public is you know there's a lot of deaths back then you got a picture of your loved one right after they died so you know posed a of them yeah, pose they're so they're live, yeah. Like, touch the painting up the picture up with a little like color <laughs> and whatnot so You know, you can run into those in secondhand stores and antique stores. So word to the wise, do not take it home.
0: (laughs) Yeah, not good stuff. Melissa, what other experiences have you had, like in group settings, um, that you can maybe share with our listeners to to try or to not try, um, if they're a novice with any of these things, seances or spirit communication?
2: If you feel un- spirit, like, uncomfortable, you know, stop. There's usually one very opinionated spirit that then tries to give comments. It's usually somebody's grandma that wants to give comments, and every single person <laughs> that's in the room. That always picks me up. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> um, grandma is like that. Yeah, and has it for everyone. One of my favorite groups that I had this summer, just because it was so hysterical. This grandma looked at at the girl, and I told her like, "Oh, you've made like." the worst mistake you could possibly do to your grandmother. And she got all sad. And I'm like, you used ragu and she was super <laughs> Italian. And, Cause I kind of go from one person to the next around the room. And then I just happened to look over to another lady and I said, but you apparently can fix how she uses spoons. And she said, well, I'm pampered chef so I can sell her a wooden spoon. Cause this girl was using a plastic spoon, which I guess is another no, no in making spaghetti sauce. <laughs> That's so funny. Excuse about you don't have the right garlic, and she's like, "Yes, that's that's why I had to use ragu." And I said, "But apparently, this lady can help you." She's laughing and says, "I go to the garlic festival every year." Oh no way! Oh, that's awesome! Like hysterical, and all the spirits were having fun, and you know the spirits in the house that were there were chiming in too. So that one was really noisy. You could hear stuff in the basement knocking, and but it was because everybody was laughing and having fun with it. Oh, that's fantastic. I think Melissa, I, by the way,
0: you, you know, like I, I've had some experiences like that at readings. That's definitely a you thing. That's something that you bring uniquely to your groups and your, that's your what um, I was events. You know, yeah. you know. That knocking thing doesn't happen too often unless it's like, you know, like I'm home alone, but not mm-hmm. when I'm at somebody else's house. The only other thing that ever happened at somebody else's house is the lights going on and off, um, especially for whatever reason in Saratoga. And um, maybe because that's like a, a different kind of an older, you know, older properties, the, the lights seem to go on and off. But the one house I went to, they actually built a fire in the room. And the woman said, I remember when you read before that it gets very cold around you and the entire day it was absolutely like see your breath cold and i sat wow. right practically on top of the fire oh my and goodness it like wouldn't even cut the fire it was absolutely chilling in the room and it was all the spirit activity but that knocking thing i think that's a unique thing like your your peep your people are having a good time with you they so yeah, are it's
3: know, fun you're at parties you know not it's not just the living that are having a party the deceased are having a party too yeah <laughs> the
2: only time I got a little too much as I was doing a reading for somebody here and I'm fine because I know who they are they're good it's you know it's all higher beings that are here with me and the I have a little um cover over my ottoman and that lifted up into the air while we were doing a oh. reading Totally freak, but she asked. She's like, "I just want to see if you have nice spirits. Can they make something move?" And then they did. And she's like, "Okay, I've done him out.
3: <laughs> be careful what you wish for."
0: <laughs> yeah, I might, I might have done the same thing with that. I'm, I'm the, you know, um, the biggest like. Uh, okay, I'd be the one that's first would want everything to happen so that you guys have proof and then the second it happens I'd be like oh <laughs> my god it's the Irish in me it's the Irish
2: you know oh, fine so, if that happens somewhere else out I'm out the door or yeah. like finding my crystals or something exactly exactly
3: I do um love when that happens so it's so much fun when it happens with someone who thinks that you're full of you know hooey and then <laughs> I love when it happens for a skeptic. That's my favorite thing.
2: Well, and you right. can tell the, you know, this, so it's sometimes a little difficult when you go to a house to do a group reading and there's some spirits in the house that don't want to listen already. Yeah. And then they'll turn on and off the lights, but keep them off. And then you're, you know, threatening them. Like I'm going to cross you if you don't knock it off. Jeez, <laughs> <You know? laughs> One
0: of the weirdest ones I ever had was a guy, he was from the um, Dominican And, um, he was a believer, but he was, it was like just a little bit different, um, kind of belief because of being from the Dominican and, um, everything with them is either evil or good. There's like no middle ground. And, um, so he, when he showed up for the reading, I was uh, working out of this small shop and I was in the back and I thankfully had candles lit. And we're talking, and he said, "I feel like I've I've always got this like demon or dark energy, and I'm basically dismissing it with that." All the power went out, oh and gosh. I, I literally—he sat there. You could see the look on his face, like he was ready to run. And I started to, because when I get scared, I laugh. <laughs> so I started, so I started to giggle. I'm like, oh, it's no big deal. Blah, blah, blah. So I said, thank God I had the candles lit. Now he's not even answering. He's so terrified. Aww. So I'm trying to continue. And now the candle flame is doing that where you know that there's somebody in the room and it's like flickering, growing, then stopping, growing. And then it blew out. And I was like, wow. And he goes, I, I, I can't stay. And I thought, and in my head, I thought to myself, maybe that's a good idea.
1: <laughs>
0: you might want to go. this wasn't a staged event but it seemed like it was a staged event that you know just to scare the shit out of you but i would definitely if people are going to start to do this to to make sure that um if they're going to do it with other people or in groups that everybody do like a prayer protection ahead of time um
3: sure is comfortable with too
0: people you're comfortable with like like Melissa said that you laugh with mm-hmm. um, that you kind of raise that vibration don't take it so seriously um, as far as you know what you're gonna get just have basically no expectation about what you're gonna get and that's usually the best way to go into it and to to be very focused maybe on one or two family members to come in and whether they're helping to guide or protect the circle. Um, or to communicate with you. Yeah, so, have you, have you done any of that too, Michelle? I've never even asked you. Have you sat, um, other than with us, like in, um, a sand circle? Have you ever had to do that for a client?
3: Yes, I've done. Um, like when I first started doing clearings, I mean, before I started using dowsing for the clearing work, um, I used to use something called the ho pono pono. It's a yes, love clear. it. And that I still will use that. Like, I'll use various tools for clearing. Sometimes people want me to bring the bagpipes. I tell you, that does clear things out. Um, I use holy water, I use various types of smudge. But um, I used to have people sit in a circle around a table. And a lot of people, it depended on the people too. Some people kind of wanted to try to experience something. So we turned down the lights and we'd put like uh, three candles in the middle of the table. Um, and we would do the ho'oponopono, and um, that, I had kind of forgotten about that, I'm glad you asked, the energy got so freakishly heavy that we all felt like our heads were being pushed down towards the table, like we couldn't lift, and I was slowing down and and reciting the ho'oponopono, and the candles were like flickering and then flattening like horizontally, and then getting tall and flickering. And then I finished the Pono, and there was like an audible pop and I got goosebumps yep. remembering it. And it lifted and the room got brighter. It was like, I don't know where the light, it was just, it was so heavy in there. There'd been a lot of death and suffering in that. And everyone kind of like just popped up because the pressure, the spirit pressure popped. Yeah. Um, I have to say that That was early on and I mean I did production work I wasn't quite prepared for that but that was probably the most um like Hollywood type clearing and ghost experience I had other than the ectoplasm at Cape May if you want to see ghosts go to Cape May walk on the beach at night so (laughs) you will see them between the ocean and the quartz get me diamonds and all the history there you'll experience ghosts but yeah so I, I like using candles I like using flashlights too oh yeah down. yeah another
2: 80s trick
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Another> <laughs> 80s hold trick. it under your chin and then you could see it oh that yeah and you used to do that with bloody mary bloody mary how yeah. Children children you care with the mirror remember uh-huh. that you look for the, you know, the the transformation but with a flashlight um you can also use the kind that you unscrew the top for the batteries um and try to communicate that way like they can t- actually if the diode is just barely touching they can use the, their spirit energy you know either ghosts or spirit people and turn the light on or off to answer yes or no have you tried that melissa no that's those cheapo flashlights that you can kind of unscrew the top off of
0: i literally when we use those like on ghost investigations and they wind up working i literally look like um like a you know how guinea pigs pop yes like they call it popcorning that's me anytime that comes up because i don't expect it to happen and i go oh like that like i got Oh, last year we had a lot everything
3: at the groom's tab, remember you kept popping
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah I go oh and I'd say all right so don't do you want to communicate with me and then it would pop back on again and I go oh okay like it would startle me every single time I'm so used to that shit being inside my head and not outside of me that when the spirits do do that stuff outside of me I'm always kind of like oh
3: I think Melissa's used to it though
0: I know that's what it sounds like the knocking on the walls
2: yeah I mean moves plants um this was kind of early on when I was you know, making it more aware about what I do. And there was somebody in our office that's a type A engineer. So he told me some crazy person and emailed him about his dog being haunted. And I said, well, yeah, it's, blah, you know, and I explained it. He said, okay, well, you come over and see if you can fix it. So I did, and I told him. And then the tree in his house just moved just a little bit. He handed me a bottle of wine. He said, get out. I'm done. Like that's <laughs> fine. I can't do it.
3: Oh, my God. That's wait a minute what's even
0: funnier than people that react like they do get scared like they'll say that's it i'm done i'm out are the people that don't have any reaction at all
3: they sit there like i don't see anything Nope. yeah <laughs> not
0: and not. i've literally been in the middle of a reading with them and something freaky's happened and i'll go um the one house it was in albany and the it was a bunch of girlfriends and we were talking about the history of the house because it felt really bad and i guess a woman had Um, slid her wrists upstairs and there was um, at one time it was a doctor's office so there was a lot of sick people in and out of the house and there were things that I was detecting like that so as we're talking we're down in the living room and um, I'm I'm petting her cat all of a sudden it got really really cold in the living room and I turned to the one girlfriend I go can you feel that like it literally felt like an air-conditioning turning on and um, she goes yeah it's really cold and with that the TV upstairs turned on full blast Mm. i mean loud like 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 where it's like almost like just bass like a booming and i turn to the house owner and i go you can hear that right your tv (laughs) just turned on very nonchalant she's holding a glass of wine she goes oh yeah that happens all the time here like looking around like yeah no big deal no big if (laughs) and i to me that was actually more shocking then like the, like people's like handing me a bottle of one and saying, yeah, good. I'm out.
3: Oh my God. Yeah. She just, that's why she drinks. Yeah. I'm used to the TV. Yeah, I'm used to it. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Just, yeah, that happens all the time.
3: Yeah. I was wondering, how do you get your information? Do you hear it? See it? Feel it? Do you see it with your, with your people eye, your human eyes, or do you see it in your mind's eye? Like when you're like communicating with someone.
2: So a lot of times it's mind's eye. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll hear it, but it's really like watching a movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you're watching a movie, but when you have to tell the story, you have to talk about what the person's eating, like the popcorn in the seat and how that tastes, because the tastes will come in. Mm -hmm. And and then trying to get what they're saying at the same time. So it's like trying to narrate an entire movie from the plot to what it looks like around the room when you see it. I can see with my human... Wow,
0: Melissa, that's a great analogy, a great way that you just put that. That's spot on.
2: Yeah, cuz you have to describe. Well, this is how the food tastes because you know, half the time I don't know the culture or whatever that that people have had and these are the tastes and this is the smell and this is how it feels and this is what the floor looks like and they're like, "Oh, I know that house." But you're like, "Wait, don't talk. I got to get the words out of like what's happening at the same time.
0: <laughs> right, or why they're showing up or what right. they need to tell them. And and what I wind up doing as you're describing all of that. I actually take for granted they can't see what I'm seeing so they can't see um that she's wearing a pink sweater right or um and that she keeps adjusting the sweater so it's got to be important it's after like the third time she adjusted I finally have to say I need to tell you she's wearing a house dress and she's got curlers in her hair Um, because she keeps making that like a big deal and they'll go oh my god I know exactly who it is because Mm -hmm. of how I describe them but just what you're just saying you get so maybe focused on the smell or the sound or something that they're they're saying that you forget to fill in the rest of the the movie
3: and sometimes I forget to tell them oh yeah by the way like Mm -hmm. when they do manifest She's standing over your left shoulder, and they're like, oh, and I just, I just assume, like, they walk in, for, like, when I was doing appointments at my house, people would walk in, and their spirit people would walk in with them, and it's just, it's just like, oh, there's three people here, okay, you forget what people right. see, but Melissa, right. you know, then you feel bad, it's like, oh, gosh, I'm sorry, I should have told you, whoopsie. <laughs>
2: I can see with physical eyes, but that still gets a little, um, little scary sometimes so you know I had that that was the first thing that happened when I was little was seeing you know grandpa appear in my bedroom um, when he passed more
3: like when we're little kids we see more with our eyes but then whether we outgrow it or we filter it out or you know just fear (laughs) makes us stop seeing that way well, know? I was with Barb. She was driving. We were just headed to the
2: gas station for something. And then there was a woman standing right in the road. I'm like, oh my God, I see that with my eyes. <laughs> Barb's like, oh yeah, she's here all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> we just
0: drove
1: through her. Again,
0: really? Wait, but you had to be with a person like Barb, in case our listeners remember Barb nesnick who's our resident shaman. And, um, Everything with Barb is just oh it is what it is. Yeah. She's just so relaxed yes. and oh it's not a big deal. Oh you saw that over there, that's fine. Like <laughs> she's just everything with her is so chill. Z Scott loves her voice. He says she is oh, the most peaceful man. voice, a relaxing voice.
3: You know, and when I very read messages that. or emails from her, I don't just read them, it's not my mind. I hear yeah, her your voice. voice. <laughs> Me too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, awesome. when I do a group and I'm leaving one of the scariest things that like here's my little fear that would come in is the backup camera like if I ever see a face in my backup camera I'm done
3: that <laughs> has happened to me that I shouldn't say that no. that that did happen to me it was um I, I had a ghost in the back seat and he sat right in the middle so what oh I, yeah um, that happened to me you too yeah yeah, I'd had, yeah, had him in the back seat. That's not as scary.
2: It's like seeing that little face in the camera, you know, on your yeah
3: screen. Well, on the screen. Like, All no, right, no. I admit that would
2: be pretty scary.
3: Now I'm gonna be worried about that. <laughs> One of the
0: things um uh back uh, like Nicholas, my son Nicholas, was born in ninety three and then Sarah was born in um two two thousand two and so the bigger difference with the kids was um the baby monitors. And when Nicholas was little, it was just like a walkie-talkie baby monitor. And every once in a while, and I know they say that you could get other radio frequencies, we would hear whispering in his room or talking over the baby monitor. And um, a couple of times, while it was happening, my ex-husband and I would be like, you're hearing that? There's a woman in there talking? And Nicholas would wake up crying right at that moment he wasn't a kid that like woke up during and the one time um we were sound asleep and nicholas woke up um crying crying we ran in the room and when we ran in the room we could smell um like his grandmother, like a grandmother figure in the room. And he, my ex even commented on it. Oh, wow. And, um, we brought him out. We were rocking him and while we were in the other room, like getting him settled back down and, you know, kind of comforting him from crying. We could hear somebody walking around in his bedroom oh, man. on the monitor. Wow. Mm-hmm. That not to be confused with the time we were in the baby's room and we had company there. And we walked in the baby's room and totally forgot the baby monitor was on. And he oh goes, Jesus Christ, one of these people going to leave. <laughs> and all of a sudden I go, I, my eyes got big and I pointed at the monitor like,
2: oh my God,
0: they're going to hear you. And he went like this, like, who cares? And we walked out and they were like, well, we're going to get going now. <laughs> and it was like, well, I guess that works. Works every
3: time.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I must have been a spirit. <laughs> you, know, and, you know, sometimes I think the spirits like it though to get our reactions because that's the spiritual proof. I do too. You know, to give something whether it's pennies for somebody or feathers that they find, you know, that's all. You know, I'm not trying to do injustice to the spiritualist movement or their religion, but I feel like that's all little ways of of that happening. That proof right. for the too. average oh. person. And if you come. There you know, was, come here and you drive on 197 and you go past the old fort, oh, okay. lots of people get stuff there. One of my girlfriends was driving. She was coming to get me and I was and uh, on the way home and she was dropping me off. Her GPS said, no more road, turn around now. Like, the road ends. It doesn't. It goes over the bridge. And then she's like, I can't feel my leg. And I said, well, we just drove through somebody who had their leg blown up. Like, it's fine. It's going to
1: come
3: back. Yeah, just keep driving. Uh, yeah. So... You hear that weird noise?
1: Yeah. What is, What? What is that? That's a voice.
0: Uh, I, I don't know, but it's a voice, and it's whenever Michelle or I speak. It's not when when Melissa speaks.
1: I was hearing it while and Melissa it was. It sounds talking.
0: like us. I'm, oh, okay.
3: Yeah, I don't know if mm. you can, but when you play this back, is there any? I don't know if you can fool with the and like maybe.
1: I can try to. It's going to be hard to uh, separate the voices because it seemed like it was coming while someone was talking. And I can't, yeah. necess- I can't necessarily separate because everything is being done through one channel on this thing.
2: Okay. So right. it's
1: not, you know, we're all talking on the same recording and whoever has something to say uh, is t- coming through the same channel, um, which I mean, if you're going to, if you've got a message for us, you should probably wait till we're not talking so we can hear you. <laughs>
3: Well, don't you think they do that? Uh, they, I thought it so frustrating. They always seem to talk over us. I think that they kind of draw energy from our voices. But that is a different too. energy because he doesn't sound anything like any of us. And no, kids, it was, I just it, thought the same thing. I thought, well, it's a man.
0: Like I said, I'm over here um, at Jimmy's place in the stockade. And uh-huh. this is, you know, the stockade, everybody knows, is super haunted. And this particular beautiful loft um constantly has seared activity in here we'll be upstairs and we'll hear somebody walking around on the concrete floors down here and it sounds like the hard shoes the hard soled shoes were are coming up the stairs and um
3: send me the like, address again. Us up send me, thing again send me his address again because i i'll make sure it's clear i haven't cleared okay i just yeah,
1: want to think- follow you guys around because like everything i see on social media all Jimmy does is make me hungry. That's it. He does. <laughs> yeah.
2: jimmy,
0: Jimmy's jimmy got um, his own kind of spirit energy going on, witchcraft going on. He, though he is, I have to say, he is very, very psychic and he is very intuitive himself, even though by trade, he is a Mason. He's got amazing, um, like ability and gift. And, um, D he said to specifically say hi to you, but he is, um, yeah, he gives a thumbs up, but he, um, yeah, he's an amazing cook and he loves food and he has like a real passion for food. So we go to a lot of different places and it just happens to be a lot of the places that we go to that are older places that the, not only do they have great food, but the place is haunted. Yeah. So. Perfect. So, yeah, so then the owner wants to come out, and they might know Jimmy, and they'll say, oh, we'll say, you know, is the place haunted? And they'll say, oh, yeah, we, we have people report all the time where the wait staff says that, you know, things at the table get moved from the Cock and Bull over here to Schenectady. So it's it's great.
1: It's really yeah, All cool. I know is, I like, he posted a picture of, like, a sub, and I was just like, oh, God. Oh, my God. And it was I'm like, I need that in my life. I need that in my life.
0: Yeah, he definitely
3: has a passion for food good food i can tell you where to get it yeah you're um uh medium no medium rare medium yeah yeah well done because we were watching some restaurant and paul's like oh my god he makes me want to eat whatever he's eating (laughs) (laughs) yes everybody says that they're like what are you guys eating tonight what's for dinner
0: i'll get messaged and they'll say what are you guys eating tonight and it might be a night that we're home and we're having like like burgers like nothing big but then he'll other nights he he has made his own i this has turned into rare medium well done like expose but he'll make all kinds of stuff like where he does tuna tartare and Mm. um he's just an incredible incredible cook and uh it makes him happy right (laughs) oh my god so happy he's in his element he's like in another zone when he's he's cooking and and when we go to these different restaurants um He knows all the right things to ask and and a lot of times the the cooks or the owners like to talk to Jimmy because they both have a passion for food and he'll say I detected something else in that so do you guys add um like a little bit of nutmeg in that so it's it's just interesting because uh it's I I was the person that was eating cereal over the kitchen sink being single all that time (laughs) so
3: Hey, there's something he said about cereal over the kitchen sink at night, you
1: know? Yeah, exactly. It's, so um, for me, for me, it was the picture that he posted from Andy's Italian food in Deli, which I think is on Delaware. Yes, yes. And I'm like, oh my God, that looks delicious. And and I'm like, that's like a real Italian mix <laughs> sub. And the last thing I want to do is go to Chain Sub place oh, and yeah. get their Italian mix. When I'm looking at a picture, he's got roasted red peppers and fresh mozzarella on there. <laughs> and I'm like, i'm not even italian and i need to eat that food
0: exactly exactly yeah so that's it that's his thing but we like to go to places that are you know like family run we love family businesses small businesses and um and and especially like that are throughout the capital region that has a little history maybe to the building of the place and and then add to it that they've got this amazing food so a lot of fun it's, it's
3: great because then you know a couple times now like Paul and I are thinking oh yeah we have my birthday coming up our anniversary and then oh, his birthday and then you know our anniversary and we would like to go to different places but we're always let's go to the hole in the wall family run place we don't like to go to teens and right and Paul's like well we can see where Jimmy and Katie have gone a
1: well, it's a great idea got,
3: a lot of people do that they'll <laughs> they'll
0: message us and ask us where we were where he recommends And then um, we've got two different couples that actually asked us about travel. So they're like, where would you recommend um, for us to celebrate our anniversary? I only want to drive about an hour away um, and do some shopping. So Jimmy gave them all kinds of um, ideas and and recommendations. And then another couple saw pictures of us in Gloucester and had never heard of of that area. And um, we gave them the name of the owner of the, the inn that we stay in and um where we go and now it's their they've been back three times because of of seeing all of our stuff and us getting you know on our uh going from place to place there and uh so it's kind of cool to to do that and have somebody like Jimmy that that um gets so excited about that and wants to talk to everybody and um and yeah he is he's a lot of fun
3: I, it's, so, I, i'm jealous too that he likes cooking because i do all the cooking because we've been keto for about three months now and i'm such a bitch in the kitchen they, they got me an apron that said there's no bitching in my kitchen and there's the a knife on it <laughs> so, so foul in the kitchen
1: so while we've gotten off topic with food oh, okay. which is driving me nuts because i'm hungry has any <laughs> uh, have have any of you been to overlook mountain in the catskills no
0: um, I that we that's where we just it's so bizarre you just said that, uh, D That's where we just recommended for this husband and wife to go. Um, was to the Catskills.
1: There is a because Overlook Mountain. Um, my, my daughter's uncle went there and they did like a photo shoot and a hike, but there isn't it, a it's I'm not quite sure what it is. There's a name for it, of which of course I can't find anymore because I googled Overlook Mountain to see how far it was. But there are ruins there of some old building, hmm. that everyone says is creepy. I'm like, that seems like perfect stuff for us.
0: Oh, is it? Is that the old hotel? That's it's, what I think it is.
1: It's yeah. possible.
2: I've okay. seen pictures. I've never been there though.
0: Okay. Yeah. The yeah, it, it, it does haunted. have. It it is a haunting. Yeah. That I mean, does have place, haunted. It looked um,
1: really everything. cool, and as I was looking at it, I'm like, yeah, that place is haunted.
0: We, we, <laughs> now you know spidey senses. <laughs> I mean, you never would have said it before and now you know it. You're you're a believer, not just a believer, but you feel it now, you trust yourself.
1: Which is you also know, one why of the a...
2: other things that they'll do too to kind of get your attention is they'll use something to reflect off to show you. Like if you have a picture hanging behind you, you might see a light getting bigger, changing shapes. I'm referring to somebody on our call right now. Um, that's where the guy is coming from.
1: So, is it and, me? So,
2: no, it's actually D. Scott. Like, the picture, he'll move his head. Oh. And you can see, yeah, the lights. They'll change, though. And then sometimes they've been getting brighter. It's been getting darker. So I've been just giggling watching. And then you'll see a little shadow in that bottom left corner that'll just kind of move. And I don't know the viewers can't see any of this, but they're just having fun.
1: Glenn, I'm not oh. paying attention to what's <laughs> going on there.
2: I, if you keep
1: if, if you watch me I'll keep looking to my left you're right because the lights have gone off in the hallway here because there's nobody in the building so all of our sense like we have sensory lights in the hallway mm-hmm. and ever since we did one episode where Katie and Michelle were like did anybody else see that person that kept looking in the window and then they walked out of the studio on me I'm like Yo, you can't just leave <laughs> say that shit and leave and so now i'm just a i'm waiting for the lights in the hallway to come on because there's nobody here so i'm just waiting for that to happen and i'll just go it must be a mouse
3: oh my god that's so funny
1: and it's i believe it's called the overlook mountain house is what it's called
0: okay um, we got it then we'll have to definitely get some information or or um you know find out if any of our listeners have gone there and they can give us some um, stories or ideas about it
3: Share, share your info. I'm actually making a list now cuz we keep talking okay. about things. I'm writing them down. So, we okay. just to get our, our I mean, it, there's, a,
1: there's a picture of like the, yeah, I'm not even sure you guys can see that. It's not oh, really
3: yeah.
1: But I mean oh, yeah. like when I look at it I go, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, was, you know, I can't it's wait like, for you to have your first really big experience with ghosts.
1: It's like it's when, Steve, fun. When, That's
3: why he's yeah. when Steve when yeah. Steve brought
1: puts oh. uh, when Steve yeah, Brodo posts his pictures from the homestead
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: and it, or his videos, I'm like, I can't watch this shit. It gives me anxiety. Have you, get, ever,
3: have you ever gone on an investigation with Steve?
1: Uh, only when we did the, uh, the, the tag. That was it. Yeah, the I just tavern. watched the first, they did the season premiere of Destination Fear and it was at the Saratoga Homestead um, and I watched, the, okay. I watched the whole episode, which by mm-hmm. the way gave me anxiety watching it. Also made me not want to go there at night. Oh, multiple multiple a lot of disembodied
0: steve wants us to
1: go i know he does and we can go during the day i'm not going there at night (laughs) no shot first of all it's like dark dark in that place at night yeah it is and like in the episode they caught a shadow figure on camera Mm -hmm. which threw me for a loop because i was watching it at 11 o'clock at night in my bed in the dark and (laughs) there was disembodied voices <laughs> all over the place. Just, it was, I was like, yeah, that I, I'm going to need some backup on that one.
3: Hey, Dee, do you find when you watch ghost shows, do you have energies um, like come into your house?
1: Not that I've noticed. Okay, cool. I mean, it, and, it, and it's possible, but I'm still not at that point where the, uh, the guard is down. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm not necessarily ignoring it on purpose, just choosing to ignore it. And if anything is coming through in a dream, it's, it's rare that I, I remember dreams.
3: Okay.
0: Okay. Melissa, have you had that happen where you've watched one of the ghost shows and, um, paranormal shows, paranormal, and something is like kind of showing up at your house?
2: No, I don't watch a lot of that for that reason. Um, and I just you will not get me to watch any like evil haunted <laughs> shows not happening i'm out or i'm crying and i'm a mess and like forget it it's not gonna happen i get too
3: scared like, you michelle- believe all the little booby traps i
2: have around my house
3: so- michelle and i
0: both back in the day were both watching them and literally like in the same week called each other up and said I can't watch these shows anymore. I keep getting experiences in my own house, like right after. And Michelle's They're like, "Okay, through. it does like kind of say for people like us, we shouldn't be doing that because it can kind of jump." And mm-hmm. it was soon after that that other psychics started reporting that, saying, "I can't watch those shows because I wind up with things in my own house." I
2: can watch like the you know so. TV episodes um that kind of a thing it's not that's not bad but it's like the movies that really scare me or the true life documentary kind of things so i won't it's do that either
3: scare me i i hate scary movies I, i'll go into the Saturday home said by myself at midnight with no lights before i'll watch like annabelle with the freaking doll nope it. nope but, nope it's not happening <laughs> but, you know not happening the ghost shows where they have evps where they have the cameras that's you know Um, That stuff comes through to Katie and I, and I think we were getting some of the same energies coming through. Oh,
2: yeah. And that's a good point. If
3: listeners, you
2: know, want to watch table tipping on YouTube to figure out how to do it, you've got to be really careful about what you're watching or, you know, how kind of how you're getting that information. It's better to read about it and then, you know, try it with your helping compassionate spirits, your angels, your guides, you know, family, whatever it is. Versus watching someone else do it because you have no idea what their intention was what they did for protection
3: Um, Yeah an Energy I
0: I did something one time. I know we've gotten like way off track but I was asked to write an article at the time I was doing a series of articles for um, scary toga magazine and it was a couple years ago and um, It was a night that my daughter was at home. My son was out with his friends and I thought, well, okay, I'll I'll dive into writing this and researching it. So I started researching on the computer, and say it was like maybe I started like at nine o'clock, nine ten o'clock, and I totally went down the rabbit hole. And the topic was about um, angels versus demons and the similarities. So I start reading all of these things about demons and everything. Well, the next thing I know, it's like. One thirty in the morning, and the only reason I even paid any attention was I started hearing somebody walking around in the house that I was all alone in, and I was like, "Huh, did somebody come home and I could hear the and then I realized my dog was like looking towards the doorway like waiting for somebody to walk in. I was like, "Oh, I might have done something by researching mm-hmm. on the computer and reading about this <laughs> stuff and Mm, perhaps I should stop where I am and do a clearing. And I could feel myself getting that, that spidey sense, that pins and needles. Like I definitely wasn't there alone because of all of the sound. And then I realized like, I think the sound was going on. Like you're talking about Melissa in your house. I think it was going on for a while, but because I'm a mom and I'm so used to having sound around me all the time. that I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and so um, yeah, doing research, making sure that you're, you putting like that prayer protection around you.
1: Yeah,
0: Probably a good protection. idea ahead of time. Are you having
2: and, fun, D, with what's happening? Like,
0: behind And the you? lights in the hallway yeah.
1: just came on?
2: Oh, Jesus!
1: <laughs> so I'm kind of hoping that one of the people Shoulder. in the newsroom are here. Oh, my God. Because there, there should be a newsman here. There should be. That doesn't mean that there is, and I haven't been out of the studio in an hour and a half. So I don't know.
3: Oh my god! That's hysterical.
0: That's oh, hysterical. I can't okay. wait to get yes.
1: off this call and be here by myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, you'll <laughs> be by yourself. It's okay. <laughs> well, that's true. You'll never All be right. alone, right? You're, You're never right. alone.
1: Excellent. Yeah, I'm gonna go see if Jim's here because <laughs> Jim Gagliardi was the last per- other person in the building.
3: if not there's going to be like cartoon dust behind you yeah
1: Yeah. you're like how come you didn't post the podcast tonight i'm fucking left that's why
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's why
3: that's where he Um, is
2: too when you keep turning to look behind you he's
3: standing right there oh yeah yeah right there right there your grandfather is it yeah Mm -hmm. so that's okay um
1: yeah well, yeah, he's not really going to bother me. Probably wants to yell at me for how bad I golfed yesterday, depending on which gr- no. grandfather it is.
3: No, no. <laughs> he just doesn't want you to feel like you're there alone.
1: That's not really helpful. I mean, <laughs> just...
3: yeah, he's, he's furrowing his brow like, fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, guys, thank you all so much. And Melissa, thank you so much again for coming on and, and uh, going through the talk with us about all of these different things that we encounter as being mediums, especially um, in conne- you know, connection to the spiritualist church. so thank you again. And Melissa, how can our listeners get a hold of you for your services?
2: You can find me on Facebook, Be& Briar. I also have a website that you can just Google Be& and Briar and you can find me.
3: And we can put that link up ahead. on our, our uh, Facebook page right. Yeah. Yeah. so people can. Yeah. Find her. Thank
2: We've you had so that. many fun stories. I hope the listeners I know. will some of their stories, too, They like ways that they've seen things or it's come through to I them.
3: So or my, if
0: they hear something specific on this uh, podcast, it's the voice that's behind
3: us all. Oh, yeah, <laughs> let us know what the voice is saying. And, and people, if you uh, to the listeners, if you can think of any good haunted locations that we can add to our lists, we let should. us know. Please share. Yeah, should. please
0: let us know. And if so anyone has guys,
1: any... If anyone has any stories about the Overlook Mountain House, uh, let us know about that as well, because I am curious about that one. Yeah, sounds great.
0: Okay. So again, everybody, thank you so much for listening to us. And Mm -hmm. um, please keep subscribing, share us, like us, and send us any suggestions for upcoming shows. Um, And again, thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Michelle, and thank you, D. Scott. You're welcome. Thanks. Good night, guys. Thank night. you.
3: It's just you and me, baby. We're trapped in two different worlds. Now I know you're no downtown boy, but I'm no uptown girl, neither. We're trapped in two different realms, you see. You want to talk to me? Well, then drop the
0: phone and pick up the board. I'll be a girl, man.